To make a donation, visit biblicallycorrectpodcast.org slash donate. And if you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for your support. My 10 Principles for Correctly Understanding the Bible. Welcome to the Biblically Correct Podcast. Shalom, y'all. This is the Biblically Correct Podcast, teaching biblical correctness in a biblically incorrect world. My name is Kevin Jeffrey. I'm a Jewish follower of the Messiah Yeshua, Jesus, and I love teaching the scriptures. If you've been catching my podcast for a while, you know that I've been focusing on how to understand the Bible. My goal was to distill the principles that I personally use in my Bible study into a format that you can use in your own pursuit for correct biblical understanding. So today I want to do something a little different and just give you a crash course on all the Bible interpretation principles that I've covered so far. I felt like I needed to get all these in one place so that you could easily reference them, but also to emphasize the importance of each principle for the sound interpretation of Scripture. And if you haven't already seen the previous episodes in this series, today's episode will touch on all the main topics, but if you really want to get the most benefit, then after you watch this, I encourage you to go back and check them out. I'll make reference to them throughout the episode. So my goal today is simply to review each principle, briefly describe the situation in which that principle should be applied, and then to explain why that principle is necessary and important for you to use for the correct understanding of Scripture. Okay, you ready? So my first principle is one that most people either take for granted or don't actually believe, and because it's often not their express starting place, it knocks their entire understanding and application of the Bible off course. This should be the founding principle of all Bible interpretation from which our entire understanding flows, and that is that the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, is the true, perfect, written word of God. But how do we know that the Bible is what we say it is? I covered this at length in episode 3. While some will point to external evidences such as history, archaeology, and science, or just the Bible's own internal testimony as to its divine authorship, the bottom line is there's no objective proof that the Bible is in fact the written word of God. So while both external and internal evidence can support our belief that the Bible is God's word, there's only one way that we can truly be convinced of it, and that's by faith. So what this foundational principle practically means is that once you take that first leap of faith to believe that the Bible is the true, perfect Word of God, then it's the only thing you will ever need to have such faith for again. Once you believe that the Bible, from beginning to end, is the written Word of God, then the only logical choice is to believe every single thing it says. This principle is foundational because if the Bible isn't true— then not only is it without the authority to instruct us how to live, it doesn't have the authority to govern its own meaning. And therefore, none of the other principles for Bible interpretation can be trusted or consistently applied. So, believing and accepting the Bible as the true, perfect, written Word of God is the most fundamental principle we need to hold to if we want to correctly understand the Bible. Out of this comes the next principle, which helps us begin to practically gain that right understanding. It's the number one thing you need to know 
if you want to be biblically correct. Principle number two is that the only correct answer to every Bible question is, what do the scriptures say? Paul demonstrates this principle by repeatedly asking this very question to make his point, identify the correct answer, and shut down opposing voices. As I discussed in episode 5, where most people tend to over-rely on the insights and teachings of others or give too much weight to their own ideas, asking what do the scriptures say demands that we exclude other reasoning and ideas, especially our own, and limit our understanding to only the words of scripture. What this principle says is that when you have a Bible question or want to know what the Bible teaches about a particular topic, the first place you need to go, and often the only place, if you do it right, is Scripture. In episodes 15 and 19, I also discuss the various Bible tools that can help you find what you're looking for in the Word itself. But the important thing is that you're getting God's Word directly from Him, from His written Word not filtered through the ideas or insights of man. What do the scriptures say isn't what we ask after we've had our own ideas and are looking to prove what we've decided we believe. What do the scriptures say needs to be our first and immediate response to a Bible question. Otherwise, we make ourselves susceptible to ungrounded ideas, ideas that can range from ridiculous to dangerous, but will by definition lead us astray from the truth. So whenever you have a question about a biblical topic, the number one question you should ask in response is, what do the scriptures say? Then go to them and find out for yourself. So if the best question you can ask for understanding the Bible is, what do the scriptures say? Principle number three tells us that the worst Bible question you can ask is, why do the scriptures say? As in, why did God command that? Or why did Yeshua do this? When the scriptures never offer us a direct explanation. Asking this kind of why comes from a fleshly interest that isn't inspired by the Bible, but by a philosophical urge, which Paul warns against in Colossians chapter 2. This principle from episode 23 is important to remember whenever you come across a verse or concept in scripture that starts you wondering and wanting to know more, but after searching the scriptures, you find that they don't answer that specific curiosity. The principle of not asking the scriptures why means that when you're trying to understand the Bible, you stop with the fixed, unchanging word of God rather than entertain ideas and speculation and supposed revelation that goes beyond what the scriptures actually say. The reason this principle is vitally important is because asking the scriptures this kind of why is a challenge to God's authority, motives, and judgments, and overrules the truth of God's word. Rather than asking why, a better question would be, do the scriptures explain what this means, or do the scriptures give a reason why? And if you find out that they don't, then this principle says to not wax philosophical and start to speculate, but to be content with the pure word of God. Principle number four for correctly understanding the Bible is also fundamental. It's one that pretty much everybody knows, but hardly anyone applies. And that's to remember to always read everything in context. Context is the surrounding and related information and facts that inform the meaning of what you're reading. 
And the Bible has many different contextual layers, all of which we need to be aware of, which I discussed in episode 9. The Bible as a whole is a collection of ancient foreign writings. That's one context. Each author also has his own context based on his own culture and experience. Each writer in each book of the Bible needs to be considered in the larger context of all the other books and writers. And the authors who wrote multiple books, like Moses and Paul, need to be considered in the context of all their own writings. But when we talk about reading the Bible in context and not taking things out of context, what this usually means is that by simply reading a little bit before and a little bit after the verse or section that we're reading, and also considering the same topic as discussed in other places in the Bible, we'll be able to get the full sense of how those verses fit together in the broader framework and therefore get a correct understanding of what we're reading. This means that no single verse or phrase or word exists in a vacuum. It has to be considered alongside all the other words, phrases, sentences, paragraphs, and chapters around it, plus the biblical topic as a whole. Otherwise, we're bound to fall victim to bad interpretive principles such as cherry-picking, proof-texting, and arguing from silence. All the other biblical interpretation principles depend upon our reading things in context, because without it, we'll be prisoners to our own preconceptions and therefore misinterpret and change the meaning of what we're reading. It's vital that we determine the author's original and therefore correct meaning, and the only way to consistently do that is to consider everything in context. The next principle for correct Bible interpretation relies both on context as well as the belief that the Bible is the written word of God. This principle says that the best resource to help you understand Scripture isn't a sermon or a book or even a Bible teacher. Principle number five, then, is that Scripture explains itself. This means that we can count on the Bible to be its own faithful interpreter. The Bible's self-explanation is completely reliable and cannot contradict itself, unlike the imperfect interpretations of man. The principle of explaining Scripture with Scripture, which I covered in episode 17, comes from the fact that the Bible rarely speaks on a subject in just a single place. Therefore, there will almost always be other places in Scripture that, when considered altogether, will clarify and harmonize and bring about the fullest meaning. So, where the principle of reading everything in context most often refers to the nearby surrounding verses, the principle of explaining Scripture with Scripture also involves looking at multiple passages from all over the Bible. And when we take into account the different things that the Bible says about the same or related topics, it helps to complete the picture. The principle of explaining Scripture with Scripture is important not just because it's another layer of protection against bad theology, preconceptions, and biblical misunderstanding, but because it elevates the voice of Scripture above our own and accepts God's authority to explain His Word to us Himself. So, if we're going to let Scripture be its own best interpreter, then we need to make sure that we're actually able to read the Bible. But as I already mentioned, the Bible is ancient, and it was originally written in languages that most people today can't read. So, if you don't happen to be fluent in ancient Hebrew and Greek, then you're going to need a reliable Bible translation. Principle number six, then, for correctly understanding the Bible is that the best translation is a literal translation 
the more literal, the better. Translation is the act of transmitting the meaning of words from one language to another. But the problem is, not all versions of the Bible are created equal. Bible translations fall along a spectrum, which spans three basic translation approaches, all of which I explore at length in Episode 7. Those basic approaches are word-for-word, thought-for-thought, and paraphrase. The closer you are to the word-for-word side, the more literal the interpretation and the more accurate it is to the original languages. The closer you are to the paraphrase side, the more the translator adds his own interpretation, telling us what he thinks the original authors mean in a writing style that he thinks we will best understand. While it can certainly be easier to read a translation that's less literal, you're forced to sacrifice accuracy and therefore truth. What this principle says is that a Bible translation that's as literal as possible is essential for correctly understanding the Bible because the further you get from the literal, the more the words pure milk becomes tainted by the translator and in turn by your own imagination and frame of reference. While all translations have their quirks and issues, this principle says that the right translation is the one which best preserves and transmits the purest possible word of God, and that kind of translation is literal. And speaking of literal, with all the amazing and sometimes implausible things that are written about in the scriptures, it's important that we take the default position of believing everything it says. Principle number seven, then, affirms that the Bible should be taken literally at its word, meaning that we should accept everything it says as factual and true, that even the most unbelievable things it proclaims are trustworthy and real. When we take the Bible literally, it means that we accept, for example, that God literally created the universe in six regular days, that Jonah was literally in the belly of the fish, and that Yeshua was literally resurrected from the dead, providing a real way for us to live with him forever. This principle is, again, tied to our own conviction that the Bible is the written word of God. But just because the Bible should be taken literally, this doesn't mean that the Bible was written only in non-figurative language. On the contrary, though the Bible is the written word of God, it's been conveyed to us through the creative literary forms of man, which I discuss in episode 21. The Bible contains several different literary genres, including historical narrative, prophecy, poetry, and personal letters. And within each of these categories is a wide variety of figures of speech, such as similes, metaphors, allegories, idioms, and hyperbole. While the figurative language of the Bible shouldn't be interpreted literally, in the sense of Yeshua, who is the door, being an actual literal door, but literally in the sense of Yeshua being the real and true entranceway to salvation and eternal life. We need to keep this principle before us, especially when we come across incredible passages that defy our ordinary experiences. Otherwise, it could cause us to seek alternate extra-biblical explanations, which in turn would lead us to stray into doubt and disbelief. This principle says that if we're resolved to take the Bible literally, then we can accept even the most inconceivable claims as fact, which increases our faith and affirms the miraculous, extraordinary, and life-giving work and word of God. Now, given the many different and often dubious ways that people approach the Bible, 
this next interpretive principle may have the greatest impact on how you understand the scriptures. Principle number eight, which is related to principle number seven, says that as you're reading the Bible and trying to make sense of it, when the plain sense makes sense, seek no other sense. In other words, the scriptures should be taken primarily at face value. As I explained in episode 11, plain sense in this sense means the ordinary, usual, common sense meaning of words and phrases, and that if those words make sense, not necessarily if they make sense to you, but if they make common sense, if they form comprehensible sentences and thoughts, then we're to seek no additional or alternate understanding. This principle says that we're to take the scriptures as written and not attempt to discover a secret meaning or read ideas into them trying to support our own thoughts and theories. It's not that there can never be hints of other legitimate meanings in Scripture beside the plain sense. All this principle is saying is that we should stop with the plain sense when it does make sense, which it usually does. Accepting the plain sense of the text is beyond important when it comes to understanding the Bible because there are normal rules of language, common sense, and sound reasoning that govern Scripture, and we've been given no permission from God to ignore them. When we treat the plain sense as an obstacle to the pursuit of a more desirable meaning, we're undermining our allegiance to God and doing irreparable damage to His Word. This principle says that there's a plain, face-value way to read the Scriptures, and we should hold tenaciously to that plain sense for a right understanding. So, once we accept that the plain reading is going to be the correct reading, then hopefully we can see the wisdom in principle number nine which, contrary to people's feelings and the myriad of diverse ways that people interpret the Bible, says that every scripture has only one valid interpretation. In other words, no verse or passage of scripture is open to interpretation, but has only one legitimate meaning, the one written into it by God. Now, I'm not talking about when Scripture inspires or affirms us differently because it's speaking to a particular issue in your life right now that's not currently speaking to me about. I'm talking about the fixed words on the page and doctrine and how to practically apply and live out the Word. Because when each person tries to give his own meaning to Scripture based on his individual reasoning, presuppositions, and faith traditions, what this principle says is that those interpretations— are wrong. I explain this at length in episode 25. Think about it. Can the Word of God mean two or three or ten different things depending upon who's reading it? Does the ultimate author of the Bible speak to us so unclearly that there's no fixed meaning in his words? If so, how can we trust that kind of Bible? We need to remember this principle whenever there's a difference of opinion on a biblical meaning. Because when two people disagree about the scriptures, this principle says that somebody has to be wrong. Either I'm right, or you're right, or neither of us. And just continuing to argue or agreeing to disagree isn't an option. The true God-intended meaning still needs to be found out based on a shared set of sound interpretive principles. This principle is important because it squashes personal interpretation— which is the result of the magnification of our own thoughts, ideas, and spirituality over God's Word, causing us to infuse or impose our own meaning onto the Scriptures. 
Once we believe that any given verse or passage is open to interpretation, then we make the Bible an accomplice to our self-deception. This principle reminds us to determine the meaning of a scriptural text with as little interpretation on our part as possible. It helps us to stick close to what the scriptures actually say in order to determine what they truly mean. And finally, our last interpretive principle reminds us that while the Bible is a book that depends on faith and therefore needs to be approached and understood spiritually, we still have to remain spiritually balanced in our search for that understanding. Principle number 10 tells us that we need both our minds and our spirits to correctly understand the Bible. This principle is important because it keeps us from mistaking our own spiritual thoughts and insights for genuine revelations from God. It means that the revelation of the Holy Spirit won't go beyond or contradict Scripture, but it'll be able to be objectively confirmed, verified, and found in agreement with His Word. And on the other side, this principle keeps us from relying on cold academic intellect that's devoid of spiritual understanding and prides itself on its ability to analyze and reason. I describe this need for balance between the mind and spirit in episode 27. Sometimes believers who tend to see scripture through a primarily spiritual lens can have a neutral or negative attitude toward the mind. But the use of the mind that's contrary to both the spirit and the Bible is the kind that rationalizes through human logic and worldly wisdom, not the mind and capacity for reason that God has given us. On the contrary, both Paul and Yeshua repeatedly employed the use of logic and reason, showing us that they're not only good to use, but necessary for fully understanding the scriptures. There's a big difference between using worldly reasoning and logic and simply using our brains and abilities to form coherent thoughts and to think critically whenever we're reading the Bible. But on the other hand, God-given logic and reason can only tell us what the Bible says. We still need the Spirit to reveal it to our minds and convince our hearts that what it says is true. According to Paul in 1 Corinthians 2, the natural man who only understands things based on human wisdom can't receive the things of the Spirit and is unable to know them. Only when we believe and receive the Spirit of Messiah can we be taught by the Spirit and enabled to spiritually examine and know such spiritual things. This principle, then, says that by maintaining that balance between the spirit and the mind, we'll be able to both logically and spiritually understand the scriptures, but also rightly discern when the spirit is revealing things to us because we'll be able to test it by the objective teaching of the written word of God. So those are the 10 principles for sound Bible study and understanding the scriptures that I wanted to review with you today. Number one, the Bible is the true, perfect written word of God. Number two, the correct answer to every Bible question is what do the scriptures say? Number three, the worst Bible question you can ask is why do the scriptures say? Number four, always read everything in context. Number five, Scripture explains itself. Number six, the best translation is a literal translation. Number seven, the Bible should be taken literally at its word. Number eight, when the plain sense makes sense 
seek no other sense. Number nine, every scripture has only one valid interpretation. And number 10, we need both our minds and our spirits to correctly understand the Bible. My goal for today was simple, and that was just to review these 10 principles and explain to you when you need to use them and why they're so important to use every time you read the Bible. So let's commit ourselves to finding unity and agreement on the Bible's teachings by sharing the same sound principles for understanding Scripture. Let's devote ourselves to sticking close to the Bible, seeking only His intended meaning, as it's been divinely encoded and breathed into the written and perfect Word of God. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Biblically Correct Podcast. If you like this episode and want to see us make more, then we need your help. Visit our website at biblicallycorrectpodcast.org to support the work of Perfect Word Ministries and MJMI with your much-needed donations. And of course, don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe, and ring the bell to receive notifications whenever a new episode is posted. If you have any questions about this teaching, or if there are any other topics you'd like to see me cover, leave me a comment, or shoot me an email at kevin at perfectword.org. That's kevin at perfectword.org. Until next time, remember that every scripture is God-breathed and profitable for teaching, for refuting, for setting a right, and for instruction that is in righteousness, so that the man of God may be fully equipped, having been completed for every good act. Shalom. Shalom.